Yo, what up, guys? Welcome to the Great Cave. It's your man's Kovu. Got Monty here as always. What's going on, Monty? What up? What up? I'm I'm doing pretty well, but it sounds like you know before we started the podcast, you, you kind of mentioned, man, it might not be going too well for you. Oh yeah. So first off, guys, I got we got to apologize for like not being around for like two weeks, and it's because I had to move. I switched. I switched states, and um, and so right now. I'm recording on a makeshift desk. I don't even have like full podcast equipment here yet. And so um, we're going to make it do what it do. However, I did step on a piece of glass. <clears throat> so if you guys hear squeaking, it's because I'm literally using my uh, like a kitchen chair in my room right now. And the, the chair is hella squeaky. So if you guys hear that, that's where, where, where that's from. And I would walk because I like to walk and talk. However, I stepped on a piece of glass or something. I don't necessarily know where I got it from at first because I've been feeling this for like three days, but it got real Damn. bad today. Yeah, it got real bad today, which makes me think it could be infected or something like that. I think it may have came from um, stepping on glass like like my cat broke this piece of glass and I picked up the glass. And you know how glass is. It's pretty tricky. Like you, you may miss some shards or whatever. And uh, so I may have stepped on that. <clears throat> but since Dude. I walk a little. Did Go you ahead. feel it when when it stabbed in you, like the glass piece? That's the thing. I didn't, bro. Like, I walk a yeah. lot anyway. So, at first, it felt like I had blisters under my feet because I walk anyway. That's my pri- primary means of exercise. And, uh, and, yeah, it felt like blisters under my feet. But then I checked, like, a day and a half later, and lo and behold, it's an actual cut. But it was manageable. But today, I woke up, like, limping and shit because it, it, it stings real bad or whatever so uh i got somebody at walmart right now that's gonna bring me like some ointment or whatever so yeah that's that bro yeah you should definitely get that check man because if it gets infected you know it could be it could be life-threatening and i remember back in back around from man somebody died from that shit you know they got in some not even glass it was it was a it was a needle from a tree like, you know, some trees, they have very sharp, they have a sharp uh, needle type, I don't even know, threading or whatever, like right. very sharp plant. And one of that shit just got in them and it was, I think it was poisonous or it just over time just infected that area. And, you know, they, they didn't even know there's no doctors around and they just had to pretty much suffer and just pretty much die from that. And That's that shit, messed up, bro. That could be That's brutal, man. So, you know, hopefully every, it's nothing... It's nothing, you know, big, and hopefully it heals up over time. Yeah, man. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, like it's, you know, but yeah, that shit was hurting this morning. But anyway, with that being said, Monty, how's how's your past two weeks been? It's been well. It's been well, but I know we missed a lot of stuff, man, and we might have a lot to talk about in this episode. We missed the big one, though. We missed Bobby Schmurda coming out and being free. And how you feel about that, man? Shout out Bobby Smurder, man. I think it's an amazing thing. I believe um, Bobby is a 
very honorable human being. Um, he displayed honor unlike anything I feel like we've ever seen before as it pertains to rappers getting incarcerated. You know, for him to take, you know, more time so his mans can get out earlier, like that's that's I, I got all the respect in the world for 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 niggas that can do that. Um Yeah. You know, because, what do you want to see from him though? Like for for the next probably, you know, three, five years probably even. What do you want to see from him? Like what what type of direction do you want to see him take? Not just in mu- music, just in life, probably. So on his hit song, he said, "I've been selling crack since like the fifth grade." So going off of that, man, I want him to um deal with whatever trauma he may have from living a certain life. Because if you remember, a lot of those charges came from his life before he became famous, and so there's a lot of trauma there. There's a lot of uh, me. I'm assuming. I'm assuming there's trauma there, and uh, I would I would like for him to deal with that. I don't. Some people want him to rush into the studio. And if he can do that, hell yeah, rush. Because now it's become a thing where when a rapper gets out of jail, they make their um, first day out. That's like the staple when an artist, uh, they, they they name the song first day out. And, um, you know, talk, they talk. Gucci did it. Kodak Black did it multiple times. Um, T Grizzly did it. And yeah, if Bobby Smarter wants to do that, go ahead and do that. But I, I But I would hope that, you know, he has peace of mind because he's he's a very young man and he's gone through a lot already. His last six, seven years was in prison. And before that, you know, he was doing what he was doing in the streets. So in the next three to five years, man, I, I would just hope to see that, you know, he's still relevant. You know, he's still being discussed in the most positive of ways. And uh, yeah, peace and prosperity. That's what I, I want him to have. Um, Yeah, man. Shout out to Murder. Yeah, I definitely want him to take a similar direction to, you know, Gucci take, uh, took and hopefully stays on that right path and doesn't go back to the old ways or, or on a downward spiral. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, he stays, he stays in there and just keeps going up. Facts. Yep. Um, what else did we miss over the... It's probably a lot, man. So we <laughs> would be, it would be... We'll be here all day talking about what we missed. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. We could we could just pick up we could just pick up uh where we at right now. And the the I mean, should I give a quick over overview right quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So we plan on discussing the weekend boycott in the Grammys. Uh Gen Z TikTokers tried canceling Eminem and he responds with a music video. Uh gunplay, aka, you know. Uh, Rick Ross's right hand man. That's that's what I knew him as, you know, back in the day. Uh, you know, he's 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 made a lot of headlines by giving you know, by giving the world infuriating remarks about Asians and stuff like that. And so I'll say might, something though. I think Gunplay is more of a left hand man because <laughs> I would say Meek is uh, Ross's right hand man. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well. You know, we'll we'll definitely talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. But but I, I'm I'm excited to touch on that a little bit. Um, and then we're going to talk about Monty. I'm gonna need you to pronounce his name. Laush. Laush. Okay. Yeah. Laush. Or AKA Moses. We're going to talk about the life of Moses or Laush. Rest in peace to him because he passed away. But um, yeah, he Monty was a put- he was a language uh, one of the language personality youtuber 
or or a teacher in general. And he, uh, I'll just say he knew over 50 languages and he was very popular and he passed away very untimely and very surprisingly. And we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, I guess such on Milo Yiannopoulos claiming that he's uh, no longer gay. And then there's a topic like a like an interesting hip hop topic discussion we want to have before we wrap it up. And uh, yeah, that's our episode for today. So starting from the top, the weekend boycotts the Grammys. I'm reading this from New York Times. It says Grammys Grammys Ready Pandemic Show as the weekend boycotts future awards. The event on Sunday will address the challenges of a music industry hit hard by the pandemic. The weekend who was snubbed says he will boycott the awards going forward in a sign of continuing friction with artists. Um, first, I mean, we got to stop right there. Like I, I can read further, but I'm just saying that's already a lot. Uh, so the Grammys got to deal with the pandemic and they got to deal with the legion of the weekend fans. Uh, <laughs> cursing them for for ignoring such a you know great project um and i'm not mad at that i'm not i'm not mad at it but it's interesting right because the weekend has been characterized by you know characterized as being somebody very low-key very mysterious not really into scandals um not really into a lot of drama or whatever but this grammy shit really did rub him the wrong way like he tweeted about this months ago um but now he's this is the first time I've seen him say that he was going to boycott and just juxtaposing that with the personality that we've known the weekend to have over the last decade. There is a contrast there, but I respect it though. I really do respect it. Um, I, I like, I, I listen to after hours. I play it a lot, actually. Um, obviously I have my favorites, but there's not really any skippables on there that I've heard. Um, yeah. now, it could be said, though, it could be said since I didn't listen to a lot of the artists that did get nominated, you know, I my opinion could be invalid. But I just know that The weekend not only satisfied his fan base, but grew his fan base, uh, performed at the Super Bowl. Like, this is one of his most dominant performances in terms of uh, global attention, global attraction. Um, and he's... He's uh, expanded his sonic horizon in terms of like how his music sounds after hours does not sound like beauty behind beauty behind the madness and uh, uh, Starboy kiss land like it's very different sonically and it satisfied my my um, my palate or whatever. So uh, I I just don't know how it couldn't even be nominated, you know. Yeah. Well, I would not definitely even just that not even just that and. You know, Grammys are a mainstream type of award show. And the Weekend album, After Hours, was probably one of the most mainstream, huge hit albums that came out last year. And I'm just I'm just baffled how you not even nominate that. So that's just that's just very out of touch from the Grammys. But that shouldn't surprise me, man, because I stopped taking the Grammys seriously when they fucking <laughs> gave Macklemore the best album award over Kendrick Lamar. I think it was best hip hop album or, or was it overall best hip hop? I mean, was it overall album or was it just best hip hop album? But either way, that was just, that was just such a setback for me to even take them seriously. And, and after that, I'm just not surprised anymore. Yeah. And he joins a growing list of black stars like Drake, Kanye West, Frank Ocean, 
um, who have gone against the Grammys publicly. Uh, and I mean, I feel like this has been said like a lot, actually. So psychologically, man, when it comes to being artists, the Grammys just do something to like people, right? Like there's a difference like in society or status wise when you're nominated from for a BET award versus a Grammy. And a lot of black artists, as much as they would hate to admit it or say it, they don't care as much about the BET, BET awards or BET hip hop yeah. awards because those are two different award shows. But like there's been times where people have been um, nominated and then actually win an award at the BET awards and they're not even there. <laughs> like they're somewhere else, you know, yeah. whereas at the Grammys, a lot of times when they're nominated, most of the time when they're nominated, they're probably there. So I don't know. It, it speaks to how much validation we give different award shows. I'm just, I'm speaking for like black stars primarily, like because BET stands for black entertainment, you know, and a lot of black stars, at least the A-list, don't really value it like that. Um, yeah. Well, the Grammys, you know, even though I'm not I'm not a fan of it, it still has, you know, prestige history and just wider appeal, even though, you know, it's just gone over gone downhill over the years. It still has it still has name value pretty much. Yeah. Well, it says um the Grammy's poor record of recognizing people of color in top awards. Um, the last black artist to take album of the year was Herbie Hancock in 2008. For man, who, who, I don't even know who that is, man. I, I don't crazy. either. No disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. I don't know who that is. Um, but Beyonce is up for non-nominations, apparently. Shout out to her. Um, but it says, scrutiny has zeroed in on a little understood part of the Grammy process, the role of anonymous expert com uh, committees, which review initial nomination choices by the thousands of music professionals who make up the voting membership of the Recording Academy, the nonprofit group behind the awards, and for 61 of the Grammy, hold on, and for 61 of the Grammy's 84 categories, have the final say about who makes the, makes the cut. To the Grammy leadership, the committees are a check and balance step to preserve the integrity of the awards. To suspicious artists, they are unaccountable star chambers that can subvert the will of the voters. Um, yeah, that's that's another thing. Who, who are these actual, like, who are these experts? I mean, I, I have, like, sort of an idea. Like, I remember Charlemagne the God, like, people in the media are often given um, voter or, yeah, voter rights or whatever. Um but it's definitely are are just a lot of old folks. If, it, if yeah, it's a lot like, of older white white folks. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't really care about the Grammys, but I care that I do care that the weekend cares though, because you know I'm a I'm a weekend fan or whatever, and I believe his last album was like super dope, super great. Even though I was kind of late on appreciating it or or getting to it, once I got to it, like it, it really hit me, and it's been on replay. It's, yeah. it's been on repeat and so it sucks that it sucks that you know it hurt him honestly i don't i don't i don't really think he even cares that much either because you know he already he already has a lot of a lot of accolades and he would probably just won a lot of awards already but i think he's just fighting for overall uh, mm. it's just he's, he's probably fighting for something bigger you know for for the smaller artists or people in the future that that has to go the same process that weekend had to go through. So, so yeah. I think yeah, he's definitely he's just not fighting for himself in this case. 
that would be cool. But we got to be honest that it it was triggered because he wasn't nominated. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's and, still, and he cared, yeah. Yeah, and he cares. Like, whenever you put energy into something, you do care or whatever. But as you said, I, I would assume it's not just about him. It's about the legacy of the Grammys and how they haven't uh, properly recognized uh, Black talent. So, okay. I'm with you, Weekend. I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> hey, what 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 what's what's the more formidable foe for the Grammys? Is it the pandemic or the weekend fans? <laughs> yeah, it might be the K-pop fans because I don't know if they <laughs> if they nominated their favorite K-pop bands because mm. I don't know if they can caught up to that because you know K-pop. I don't think they have been they have been associated with the Grammys, but uh, I haven't looked at the what has been nominated, but hopefully, hopefully they nominated BTS, man. Or it's gonna be hell to pay, huh? Yeah, but yeah. I think the. Uh, do you think the Grammys though? Are you think they they're gonna still keep going in probably ten years? Because it seems like people are just losing interest every year. It, it it seems yeah it seems like that, but I mean. Yeah, I do believe they're going to be around because whether black people care or not, artists are going to um like they there's they still put a lot of validation in it. Um even artists that have actually publicly rebuked it on some level still cares about the Grammys. As long as stars going are going to keep showing up, um you know, The Weeknd is a huge star. But that may not stop the Beyonce's and the uh, Billie Eilish's from actually showing up. And when they show up, their fans show up. So yeah. I do think the Grammys are going to be around for a long time until we stop giving a fuck. But we're, but it's human nature to care about awards. It's human nature to want like recognition. So if the Grammys did stop, something would take its place. I believe that too. Just like the you know Super Bowl, Oscars, like there are things that are kind of like baked into American culture. And award shows are like American pie. Yeah, you definitely nailed it because you know Grammys, the Oscars, they're just they're just pretty much in the same boat. And a lot of people, a lot of people look at it in the same way too. But I think yeah, they they'll exist in the future, but probably not as not as popular. But they'll, they'll probably still be there. Well, next topic from RollingStone.com: Eminem responds to cancellation attempt with tone deaf animated video, and the uh, sub title says I-, I won't stop when my hair turns gray i'm tone deaf because they won't stop until they cancel me okay yeah so that's a bar out of i guess the song tone deaf i haven't heard it yet by the way have you yeah i heard it a little bit and <laughs> i wasn't a, i wasn't a too big big fan of how it sounds but you know he, he's talking about something the lyrics were pretty nice it's the typical eminem you know if you like eminem you, you'll like this stuff well, a big portion of Eminem's fan base loves when he's responding to something or going at something. Like they love his, they love uh, how topical. Like depending on this topic. So if it's a if if it's about a person or a situation, Eminem's fans love that shit. That gets their blood boiling, and um, this of course would. Because I mean, imagine, bro. Like let's say you've been an Eminem fan for over ten years, twenty years, and now you see that there's a cam- a campaign from the new generation of TikTokers trying to cancel cancel the, your favorite artists. Of course, this is going to get people riled up. Um, and I'm with it, bro. You can't cancel the GOAT, bro. Because if you can't, here, here's my thing. So uh, Megan told me, 
I'll, I'll be I'll be for it though if it was something serious like you know he did some you know some Harvey Weinstein type shit you know that's go ahead then you know but they always they always just go for it, the some some of the most basic shit and you know things that are that work for uh, that time period or you know it wasn't a big deal that during that time but now it's like all of a sudden now that the culture has shifted and now people are going back and cherry picking shit. And just to say, oh, this should be canceled too. Um, so Megan told me that uh, "Love the Way You Lie" the single is one of the things people had a bone to pick with, which you know is a song about you know domestic violence, or at least that's the, what the video depicts. I haven't heard that song in a long time, long time, but it's about a toxic relationship at the end of the day, and yeah. a lot of people took exception to that. But here's my thing: so I love consistency. I love I love consistency, right? So could it be argued, Monty, that you know, beating your significant other up is horrible, bad, right? But could it be argued that taking somebody's life is worse than that? I would say it depends, man. It depends because sometimes some crimes that yeah, that you leave the person alive, they have to live through that shit and knowing that what happened to them, you know. So, you know, it it depends, really, but yeah, murder is like there's no coming back from it. So, yeah, I, I'm just speaking in general. On average, I'm not talking about specific contextual situations. I'm just saying generally, if you like, let's say you take an innocent person's life versus just beating the shit out of them. Yes, they, that person would have yeah. to live with that trauma, but they can still live at the end of the day. Whereas you take somebody's life, you rob them of that chance. My point in saying that is, yeah, that that holds um, true in court of law too. So obviously, yes. Yeah, my whole my my whole point about that is uh, if we're gonna cancel Eminem, we we gotta cancel like a giant portion of hip hop. If we're dealing with artists that approach subject matter in um offensive or distasteful ways, so don't wh- like why stop at Eminem? Like if I looked at all those kids' playlists and found uh, I don't know, let's say a Wayne song or or another artist song, they probably wouldn't be quick to want to you know, um, cancel them. But I guarantee you that there's somebody in their playlist, all of their playlists that have violated social norms via offensive words as well. I, I think Eminem has just kind of became this, this target because it's so, it's so visual. It's so, so vivid the way he describes what he will do to a woman, whether it's of the way you lie or Kim, because people, let's be honest, they're partial to the suffering of women as opposed to, a black rapper talking about killing another black man or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of consistency here because Eminem can't be the only, he can't be the only target. Uh, I mean, there's Rick Ross, Rick Ross already kind of had it, but the thing with that is, or, or Tyler, the creator, you know, he said rape a pregnant and had rape a pregnant girl and tell my friends I had a threesome, that whole thing. Um, And yes, yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned Tyler because uh, the same, a lot of the TikTok, just the, just the, that that type of you know audience, the TikTok audience, they definitely love Tyler. You know, Tyler the Creator, and you know if, if they want to cancel Eminem, they gotta they gotta go for their boy too. You know, Tyler because yep. he's I, I would I would say he said even more crazier things than Eminem. Gosh. Don't you think Gosh. so? Because back in the Back in back in when he started out, he definitely played a same similar type of despicable character that you you would just 
that would just say some wild shit, man. And, you know, if people heard that and just took it out of context, they'd be like, yo, this person, you know, this person is, this person is evil pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Tyler creator said a lot of wild shit and you know, we, if we're going to start canceling people, we got to start taking a look at what, what creative license allows us to do. Right. Like, okay, can, can we rap about, you know, a very uncomfortable topic if it's a certain story that that is yeah. like presented in a way that's comfortable to you? Or are you advocating that we don't touch subjects at all? Like, don't use this word. Don't, like, there's no limit to this. If, if like, bro, even if I didn't like Eminem or, or if I was like, oh, I don't like the way he, you know, made that song about Kim, I still wouldn't advocate to like cancel or crush him because it doesn't stop there. It never stops at that one thing. So I think this is a, a rather misguided and childish attempt to silence one of the goats. And you can't silence a goat in hip hop. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just too powerful, man. And the Eminem fan base is is not just American. It's worldwide. It's worldwide, pretty Facts. much. And you you cannot you cannot stop the Eminem fans. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well. I'm definitely going to have to take a listen later on to uh, Tone Deaf um, just to see 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 how uh, Eminem's feeling. I mean, I read a little quote or whatever, but I want to get the vibe right and all that. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, okay, this topic. In this instance, though, this instance, you definitely got to cancel this <laughs> motherfucker, man. This is a to- yeah, this is a totally uh, a totally different level right here, and. Uh, I'm opening up the link, but so basically gunplay Um, for those that don't know who gunplay is gunplay is a a rapper long associated with Rick Ross uh, associated with Rick Ross before Rick Ross was like Rick Ross or whatever. And, you know, gunplay has been a part of my favorite records before he has a a song called Bible on the dash that I used to listen to came out a long time ago. Um, And he, one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs of all time is called Cartoons and Serial. And he features on that and has a very powerful bone chilling verse on there. So yeah. when I see, yeah. I was about to say, I was about to say though, man, uh, you know, we're on Spotify and like, and I want to make a plea to Spotify. Please don't remove two of my favorite songs. Cause gunplay is featured on both of these songs, you know, car- cartoons and Serial mm-hmm. by Kendrick and Ghetto Symphony by ASAP Rocky. Mm. And those are two two of my favorite songs. And, mm. you know, it's sad that Gunplay is definitely part of those songs. And hopefully I can still listen to them, you know. I'm, so I'm just pleading to Spotify, please don't remove those songs because of this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very tricky, bro. It's very tricky, right? Because, um... I don't know. Let, let, let me let me just read it. Let me just read it. So Gunplay explains racist viral video as an Asian American as Asian American racism continues to surge. Uh, so Maybach Music Group affiliate Gunplay is facing he- facing heavy scrutiny after a video of himself appearing to degrade an Asian fan went viral over the weekend. In the clip first shared by World Star Hip Hop, the 41 year old rapper hurls a slew of racial slurs while blaming the unidentified person for the coronavirus. And then, um, man, I don't, I can I can read the quote, Monty, but I really don't want to. But I, you you might want to censor some parts, you know. Yeah. So he said, uh, "quote you you fucking Chinese g word." 
uh, you low main, low main Corona having ass motherfucker. You're the one who fucked up this whole shit. Get off my live. G word. Your race effed up the whole world. So, yeah. So I guess he got into like a conflict with a, with a social, like social media heckler while, while on live and felt the need to go on a rant blaming his race for the pandemic. And so Gunplay is adamant that he's not racist, quickly taken to his Instagram account on Sunday night, March 7th, to do damage control. Although he attempts to defend himself, he wound up wound up sounding even more suspect to people when he claimed the fact that he watches Asian porn. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is my first look, guys. When I do the podcast, a lot of these news segments, it'd it be like live reactions so i didn't this is crazy anyway so he wound up sounding even more suspect to people when he claimed the fact that he watches asian pornography and frequents massage parlors and says that proves he isn't discriminatory against the asian community and um he said he added world star and he said world star stop posting my racist stop posting my racist setup bullshit just for the views I'm not racist, never have been, and now can please and now can please post this or you don't want to hear anything positive from Gunplay who hasn't had any issues with Medis since 2012. Respectfully post this or take that shit down and tell Gio to call my phone. We got to talk. So so he's trying to do damage control and it's, it's winding up very, very yeah. bad. Obviously, he, he come on, man, this uh He's definitely trying to do damage control because he's definitely he definitely meant that shit, bro. The way he speaks in that video, mm-hmm. like you know, at first when I watched uh, when I watched what he said, man, I, that shit made me mad, bro. Because yeah, this type of stuff, man. You know, Asians, uh, we we had to do our own own share of things. You know, similar things. We'll talk about that yeah. another time. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, then then I read more about gunplay and. We'll go. We'll go over his history too. But man, this type of stuff just made me. Just at first, it made me mad. But over time, I was like, "This shit is stupid." He just, he's just fucking stupid. So I just started laughing at his ass, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and before we get into his history, this comes on top of the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism recently conducted a survey of police departments in 16 different U.S. cities and discovered a total of 122 anti-Asian hate crimes were reported last year, a 149% increase from the 49 in 2019, according to the Los Angeles Times. The totals rose in 15 of 16 cities with New York, Los Angeles, Boston, Seattle, and San Jose experiencing the most significant increases and their highest tallies in at least five years. So, man, this shit is sad, man. And you know, shout out to all the Asians out there, man. All types of Asians, and you know, it's been it's been pretty. We've been it's been pretty hard for for the you know that those type of people that got to go through this type of shit, and you know, and it's it's very. I definitely relate to it because you know, back in back when it happened, you, you remember nine eleven, right? And after that, a lot of us brown folks had to deal with a lot of hate just from all types of groups. And, you know, now with the corona, Asian people, Asian people are getting blamed for that shit. And that shit is messed up, bro. Yeah, man. It's it's terrible. I've been hearing about this surge. I've been hearing about it. And, uh, yeah, another time, Monty, we'll definitely talk about the plight of the uh, Asian population 
in America and worldwide, really, because uh, I, I have seen a lot of unnecessary uh, slurs and rants hurled at all Asians for the Wuhan incident and all that. Like, it's, it's, it's nasty, bro. It's fucked up. So with Gunplay, outside of, like, the positive history I went over, which is him being a part of my favorite, one of my favorite songs of all time. So I first got introduced to Gunplay when uh, Rick Ross was coming up. And he was introduced as one of, well, he was introduced as Rick Ross's right-hand man. This is even before Meek, I believe. And um, yeah, he seemed cool or whatever. Now, the first hint of trouble I saw, I can't remember which came first. Monty, I remember there there being a video of Gunplay putting a block of what looked to be Colombian cocaine in his nose. Uh, when I say a block, I mean like a big, like a, it's hard to describe, like a rock almost, like a, like a cocaine rock formation not a crack rock but it was just like raw cocaine and i remember him putting it up his nose not like a line like a big pile in his nose um and i never could figure out if that was like props or did he really do that but he has been open about drug abuse and things of, of that nature uh, and then i saw him get jumped by 50 cents men at the bt hip-hop awards when um 50 cent and rick ross's beef was arguably at its peak um it's it's like dipped and and heightened over the years but at this particular time gunplay was there 50 cent had his dudes jump him there's footage of this and next thing you know 50 cents in a bowling alley wearing gunplay's chain but the funny thing is he says nothing about the chain it's just still sending a signal though like oh shit so yeah, I saw that. 50 has history with almost everybody in the rap game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50's a monster, man. But yeah, but even at that point, I was like, okay, I I, I still respect it. Like, you know, Gunplay, he didn't, Um, I guess he didn't bitch up in, in front of uh, turmoil and, and, and uh, hostility and all that. He could have, he could have said sorry or, you know, did some, you know, uh, I don't want to say female shit, my bad. Uh, did some, some non-loyal shit i guess but he didn't do that so i respected that then but then it started getting a little shaky when i saw footage of him allegedly uh robbing his accountant and pistol uh, was it i'm trying to remember was the accountant also pistol whipped but it was an aggregate uh, aggravated robbery though I just don't know if there was also aggravated assault, but it was aggravated robbery. He had a gun and he put his uh, account in that gun point and there was footage of this. And so that's when things started getting shaky. I'm like, wait, not the not gunplay. Why would gunplay? And look, it's, it's just, there's historical precedent of accountants getting over on artists. One of the most famous accounts, if not the most famous account, is Rihanna getting played by her accountant in, in the millions of dollars or whatever. Uh, so at the time, and I was like a minor still, I believe, I was like, uh, okay, you know, I don't know, this could be some street shit. Maybe that accountant really, you know, did some grimy stuff or whatever. And uh, that was kind of like the last I kind of heard from Gunplay. You know, I heard some music here and there, like that song Bible on the Dash, um, but not too much. You know, I saw Rick Ross a lot, saw Wale, saw Meek Mill, but I, I, did, I stopped, slowly but surely stopped seeing Gunplay. I do remember an interview of Rick Ross saying that something about Gunplay's main focus needs to be music and how he's just kind of doing his own thing right now. Still MMG, but still, you know, he's not 100% on the music right now. It's, uh, it's something that I remember. Um, but 
yeah, I started seeing less and less of him. And here we are in 2021. This is the first time I've heard or seen Gunplay's name in years. And it's unfortunately him going on a anti-Asian rant. Yeah, yeah, and and the and the time I think he tried to rob his accountant. You could you could tell that the accountant knows that that's gunplay, and he has a he tries to put a mask on, but you could still see his hair, and he could see his tattoos and everything, and it's clearly him. But the probably the most clear instance of of him being just just me uh, just confirming that he just he just fucking stupid. The one is. Uh, I think you see it's 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 the it's the one under him talking about his tattoos and this tattoo that he has it's not just any tattoo it's a Nazi tattoo yeah and uh you see just uh click on the hip hop dx article and he has a quote he has a quote uh, just talking about you know why he has this you know particular tattoo okay let's see All right, Gunplay explains the meaning behind swastika tattoo. He says, uh, it's just my symbol of genocide to the bullshit, mass murdering the bullshit. Too much bullshit out here. I came to Nazi that shit. I came to Hitler that motherfucker. Put all the fake motherfuckers in the gas chamber and gas your fuck ass. That's what I'm here to do. So niggas better walk light around a nigga. I'm a show niggas. I can't talk, but I'm a show niggas. All that fake shit. I'm gonna call that shit out and I'm gonna stomp that shit out. I got a mission just playing the game for the meantime. Okay. That's just dumb, man. That shit. <laughs> yeah, man. <sighs> man, he could have he could have said something. Oh, it's from the, you know, the the swastika is actually from the Hindu originally it's from the Hindu culture. And, you know, I just took that as a peaceful signal, but he could he found the reason to get the tattoo for mo- one of the most ignorant and just one of the most dumb reasons. And this just shows, man. He's just—you can't take what he says serious. He just—he's just—he's just an idiot. So you can't let all the recent shit he said about Asians get to your head, because he just—that's what he's trying to do, man. So you know, just see him for what he is. He's just a—he's just a dumbass, man. Yeah, yeah. And the appropriating of uh, poisonous uh, symbols. Never really sat right with me. It reminds me of when Kanye tried to take the Confederate flag and make it like a fashion statement. But the only difference is Kanye quickly dropped that and, and didn't tattoo it. Gunplay tattooed it. Like that's that's wild. Um Yeah, man. It's a uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's disappointing. Like I said, I hadn't heard from him in years, and the last time I left off, he had a nice little song. And uh here we are four years, five years later. Uh, seeing this, but yeah, Monty, you pretty much summed it up though in terms of uh, your character judgment of him. I, I rather agree. So yeah, I'll be I'll be more blunt. I'll just say you know he's just an idiot, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. There's no, there's nothing hidden about how I feel about gunplay. I'm, I I I disavow whatever I got to do. Yeah, this one instance, I would say I, I don't want to see him make a come up. <laughs> just, just stay where he is, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I see. I could see a cancel brigade, cancel brigade, brigade, ugh, cancel brigade for that. 
honestly, I don't even see him anybody trying to cancel him because uh, his relevance. I feel like people don't even care. <laughs> people are like, oh, it's gunplay. Now, now, if he was still signed to Double MG, then that could backfire on his boss. Definitely. Is he still signed to it, or or is he like? That's why I said if I know nothing mm. about this guy no more. So I yeah, man. I have no he really fell out of he really fell out of you know the mainstream scene. Yeah. So so in the the article, the first article I read from it said May, Maybach Music Group affiliate. So he went from signee because I believe he definitely was signed to now it's just like affiliate. So yeah, yeah, it's that's or maybe Almany, you know, somebody who was part of it, but you know, you know how you graduate from a school, but you could still be linked. Yeah, for the future, but right. it might be in that case. But who knows? Who knows, man? But I'm I'm good with leaving that there, to be honest. Yeah. Um. All right, Mach. I think you should uh, introduce the next topic because this has a lot more of a personal uh tie to you, emotional tie to you than me. Yeah, man. Yeah. So last week I was just I was I was just you know browsing the internet and. I looked up his uh, channel, you know, his name is Lao Shu, and I think that's how you pronounce it. There's some other ways to pronounce it, but that's like the most uh, Chinese way to pronounce it. Cause uh, this is a this is a, this is about a YouTuber or just a polyglot, uh, uh, someone that knows mo- knows multiple languages and not just you know not even just four or five, or like multiple and multiple languages, and they could easily just speaking these different languages easily. And so Moses Lashaw McCormick was one of those people. And, and he, he took that talent and actually, you know, put, put his, uh, put, put this on, on display on YouTube. So I think uh, I'll just say how, how I found out about him yeah. uh, two years ago, you know, I was just, I was just looking up randomly came across this video where, you know, he's just, He's just walking up to this group of Asians fishing and he just started to, you know, just talk in English first, you know, introduce himself. And from there on, and he just uh, randomly starts speaking their language and all, all the all the Asian fishermen, they're like surprised, you know, you know this black man just started speaking our language and he speaks clearly. He, he doesn't just, you know, speak with an accent. He clearly speaks. He, he sounds like he's from... He's from China, the way he speaks, and and you know, start from there. The, from that point on, they start to conversate, and uh, they start to speak like they almost know each other for years. And you know, that was just one of his videos. From there, from that point, I was like, I was already a fan. So from that point on, I, I pretty much watched all almost all of his videos. And he has a series called Level Up series where he goes around and just, and especially in like malls or or just places where you'll see a lot of a lot of different folks who speak a lot of different languages and you just go up to random people and just speak, speak all these different languages. And it's pretty amazing, man. And, and this really, when I found out, bro, and this thing, this thing really, this thing really hurt me for some reason, man, because he inspired me to actually pick up, uh, start learning, learning a new language. And man, it's kind of sad because I kind of dropped the ball on it and I was like, you know, kind of slacking on it. And, hearing uh, the news of his death and which was very surprising because uh, you know, it, it just came out of nowhere. He had a, he had a heart complication and he just passed away like that. And this really, this really, 
this really shocked me and I was like, damn, almost got me teary eyed. And I don't know if you, if you watched any of his videos, like you see, man, once you, once you watch one video, you see how much, how, how much loved he was and how, how many people he, he inspired to, you know, pick up a language and just start learning. And, you know, he's, he's kind of special because you never see a black man just going, doing what he does, man. And just going up to random people speaking, not just, not just like five or even 10, he knew more than 50 men. And he knew pretty much, wow. he knew their accents and he knew, he knew the basic stuff too, but he could even con- conversate and hold conversations for more than 10 minutes. And it's pretty insane, man. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So, hey, that was a good summary of um, who Lausch was and, you know, what, what he meant to you and all that. I just found out about him. But in that one vid- one or two videos I've I seen of him, I felt like I got everything I needed to know. So he's, he's as you said, he's a man, a black man, an American black man that knows 50 plus languages. So he walks, it's almost like he can walk in a store and just pick a nationality, approach them and speak the language that he assumes that they speak. And the, the looks on their faces is some of the most like wholesome, amazing uh, content I've, I think I've seen on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they're just so shy. Yeah, at first you, you see the folks are like, oh man, I don't know about this. You know, they're kind of standoffish, but... Yeah. Once, uh, once he sp- starts speaking their language, it's like a whole different tone, man. Their facial expressions shift and, you know, they sound joyous. And, you know, that's the power of language, man, knowing people's language. And, that, you know, that's the crazy part. But, you know, uh, this death, I don't know, this is, this is kind of different from a celebrity death where, you know, probably like a actor or a singer death. Because I feel like what he did was very inspirational. It's something something that brought people together in general and just, just, you know, sh- sh- shine the light on what, what it means to be just human, just all the interactions he had, all the, all the, all the, all the people he made, you know, all their, all their days better and all the people he inspired to, you know, do something great, learn a language and, you know, just communicate with a lot of these other people that you would not be able to just because of, just because of a language barrier and that's what I think, you know, this death is very, that's why I kind of feel like it, impa- it it impacted me in a different way, you know, than as typical celebrity. So I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way. So yeah, definitely. I feel like this is, this is definitely one that kind of hit me differently. Right, right, right. No, I, I can see that. I haven't built up like the emotional connection with him, but I'm a big fan of the work that I, that I seen, man. Like it, it, it's obviously, bro, he, he walked up in, in one video I, I saw, he he walked up to a, uh, it was like an African couple, but I'm trying to figure out what part of Africa they were from. So forgive me guys. Cause Africa is a huge ass continent. So saying African is like, what the hell, like what part? Right. But I can't remember the, uh, the nationality though, but he, uh, he basically spoke their language and they were blown away. They were like, there's no way you're American. Cause they act like, where are you from? He's like America. And they're like, no, I, I refuse to believe it. America. And they, they said yeah. it, they said in their language, like Americans don't speak more than one language, or yeah. two languages. And um, yeah. So I, I found that very interesting. 
And yeah, he was a one of a kind, man. He was a rare, rare person, rare talent. And, you know, he, he didn't just speak the, you know, the typical language, like the top ones or Spanish, like Chinese or the main big ones. He spoke some of the most rarest language, like Bosnian or even Nepalese and, you know, not a lot of languages. A lot of people never even heard of or, or spoken by very few people. So, you know, he really, he really loved what he did, man. And he didn't just do it for just whatever reason. He, this, this, he, he pretty much, this was his calling, man. And, you know, that it's so sad to see that taken away. Thanks. And a lot of people, we're not going to experience any new, any new, any new interactions from him, man. That's what I love seeing, man. See him just going out to people and just making these connections and making their day better. And, you know, it's sad, man. Just, yep. just knowing that we're not going to get that anymore. Killer and was like his career involved killing stereotypes too, not just black yeah, stereotypes, yeah, yeah. American stereotypes. Period. <laughs> like he killed those regularly from the three, four videos. I it was like two or three videos I seen, and like I said, the looks on their faces is something that I I won't I won't forget probably ever. Uh, and I, I I plan on revisiting his content. And it is sad that he died so 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 young, but like yeah, man, uh, thirty nine, and he has two two little kids. So this is like yeah, condolences, be... condolences to them. Um, yeah, man, rest in peace, rest in peace. Definitely. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully that you know his uh, him passing away inspires a lot a lot more people to do almost what he did, and you know to carry on from where he left off. Yeah, right. And they don't got to be 50 languages. Like, you, you just try studying one. Like, a, like, you know, just one step at a time. So being bilingual is, is uh, being bilingual, bro, impresses me. Like, you know, when I, when I met a couple of our mutual friends and they showed me that they could speak this language or that language, that shit shocks me every time. I'm like, damn, for real? Uh, and maybe, you know, someday I, I'll uh, pick up something. I don't. I don't know what, but I'll probably pick up something at some point in my life. But yeah, he's definitely an inspiration for that. Um, 50 languages is crazy. I didn't yeah. you know. That's like genius shit, right? Like, And he just displayed one of the best ways to learn a language because you can't, it's hard to do it through books and just watching videos. You got to actually talk with people from that, from that culture or, or people who speak that language and hold a conversation with them and that was he just showed that yeah and that is the, like the best way to show that you know their language facts facts okay well again condolences to his family rest in peace to him check him out guys it goes by Laosh on youtube l-a-o-s-h monty l-a-o-s-h-u yeah okay yeah all right so this next topic is one of the weirder topics that I think we've covered. Uh, I don't know how much I have to say about it, but uh, a guy named Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, like what a, you know about Milo, though? He's a political provocateur who was really, really in the headlines and really uh, dominating right. headlines in like 2015, 2016. Um, his rise to power or his rise to fame and notoriety came with, well, him being very flamboyant him being gay, him unabashedly talking about his love for for black dudes, black dick or whatever. That's his words, not mine. And um and him being right wing, him being conservative. So he's a super conservative guy 
who was very slime boy. He was a Christian, right? In 2016, he was still a Christian, but I believe, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he he, and and he believed in religious liberty and talked about that. Talked about how Trump's he called Trump daddy, stuff like that, and he blew up because people have never seen a conservative quite like him before, and so, and you know, witty, pretty witty. He was a no very trollish. Very trollish, but yeah, you know, over the years, I think recently he he's gotten a lot more serious. Interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really rose to fame also about touring colleges and triggering, like having witty responses to triggered college students, basically. And so, uh, yeah. you know, he has his, he he's had a lot of crazy takes on being on on lesbians, on transgenders, on the gender debate, and. Before I read this title, he's also often said before that he didn't want to be gay. Like he was, he said he said he was gay, but he said he wished he wasn't. He would rather be straight. So there was some internalized kind of self hatred going on. Now he did. Kind so of, that kind of proves, uh, you know, just goes against a lot of the most, more of the more of the Christian takes that you know you choose to be gay. Exactly right, because the t- the title of this is uh, Milo Yiannopoulos says I am now ex-gay. That term is very interesting to me, uh, Monty, because like I was under the impression that you can't really choose. But as you said, a lot of a lot of like uh, conservative evangelical Christians do believe that it is a choice ultimately, and that people that say it isn't a choice are simply brainwashed into believing that it's gene related. So, um. Yeah, in an interview with the far-right outlet LifeSite News, right-wing provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos announced that he is now ex-gay and living a chaste life. Uh, Yiannopoulos said that he was never wholly at home in the gay lifestyle, adding that he only leaned heavily into it in public because it drove liberals crazy to see a handsome, charismatic, intelligent gay man riotously celebrating conservative principles. He says, anyone who's read me closely over the past decade must surely have seen this coming. I wasn't shy about dropping hints. In my New York Times bestselling book, Dangerous, I heavily hinted I might be coming out as straight in the future. And in my (laughs) reason, that's such a, (laughs) that phrase, like coming out is straight. Like, okay. Man, I feel like he's still trolling or he's trying to come off as serious, uh, you know, just put it off something as serious to, you know, get back into the, get back into the limelight or in the news. But I don't know, man, I don't know what goes into his head. Yeah. 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 Because we, it, it's, it is important to mention when you're t- talking Milo Yiannopoulos is that he, his fall was just as sharp and quick as his rise. Right. Because his, his fall in, in included him kind of being, so he was molested by a priest, but he was kind of like, uh, praising it, like saying that it was okay that he was a young minor getting touched on by an older male priest, and uh, that you know the media was like, we can't, we can't have that. People were like, we can't have have you basically celebrating your molester, and so he, you know, his book deal got rescinded, and a bunch of other shit happened, and then he fell because yeah, even even a lot of the right wing people are like, yo, we can't, we can't, you know, be associated with you. Right, right, yep. That's right. So then I guess uh, that's the look to Milo, I guess. Uh, the idea of coming out is straight, like him being ex-gay, choosing to be ex-gay. I don't know. I don't know about that, bro. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to see where a lot of these people are that, 
you know, they're, they're kind of big during the Trump era or beginning of the Trump era, you know, Jordan Peterson, Milo Yiannopoulos or Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is still doing pretty well, but yeah, a lot of these people are in a different, you know, they're, they're not as popular right now. You know, also Shargon of Akkad is another one, but you could tell, man, they, they've been through some shit and a lot of people are like, a lot of people are regretting being fans of these people. And, you know, it's great to see a lot of people actually uh, come to that realization, but I don't know if it's too late, but yeah, it's interesting to see where these people are in like 2021. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember in 2015, them being like deified as like uh, truth telling prophets that were intellectually infallible. Uh, yeah. And if you were to criticize them, then you were a SJW and blah, 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 blah. We know, we know. So yeah, um, yeah man, best of luck to him. So Monty, what's up with this topic though? Oh yeah, you know, perfect segue, man. Speaking of ex-gay or just you know a lot of a lot of a lot of sus type of shit going on. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna delve into a almost like a game or just a topic where we're gonna cover some of the most questionable, weirdest, or just some of the most okay. what the fuck lyrics in hip hop. You know, when it when it comes to like questionable, you know, it could be. Something that makes you say, yo, this is this kind of weird, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah. Or just, yeah. you know. I like that. That kind of makes you say, pause. Yo, this, right, right, right. What did he just say, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, what what inspired this game? I don't even know, bro. It just came to my idea. That's it a, just came to my head. That's a dope-ass idea, bro. That's a dope-ass game. Idea. Yeah, and, and I came up with uh, 10 different lyrics from throughout history of hip-hop. And I'm a quiz, I'm a quiz, you know, Kovu on on some of these lyrics to see, uh, to see, like, he, he has to guess who said some of these lines. And I, I, I got some interesting ones and a lot, of, a lot of crazy ones. Some of these, the first ones would be pretty easy, but as it goes along, it, it might get harder and harder. Okay, let's go. Um... Monty, Monty, I'm already, I already read some of it in my head. I already know who it is, bro. Yeah, but reread it <laughs> for our audience, you know. Okay, yeah, I'm going to read it. I'm read it. So it says, uh, that, nigga sold, that nigga sold you that re-rock. You ain't even know it. I die over these Reeboks. You ain't even know it. Put Molly all in her champagne. <laughs> she ain't even know it. I took her home and enjoyed that. She ain't even know it. Oh, my God. I think most people know who this is, and so you can just name it. Yeah, man, it's Rick Ross. It's Rick Ross. Yep, yep. You don't even know and you remember this when this first came out, right? I remember I remember this very vividly. And this was a, a lot of people were like, yo, what did Rick Ross just say? Yeah, man? yeah. I remember this very very vividly, very vividly because feminists went crazy over it. And there was an actual boycott of Reebok, and Reebok then let Rick Ross out of his five million dollar uh deal. So yeah, that's that's one of the most notable things in hip hop history in terms of offensive lyrics that got like a like like really that got that pissed a lot of people off that triggered a lot of people and understandably so bro <laughs> that's a wild ass line like i took her home and enjoyed that she ain't even know it like yeah that's yeah like pause man well <laughs> that's not cool that's just fucked up yeah. but it's crazy though he's he surprisingly made a comeback and a lot of people you don't really associate this line with rick ross anymore like you know sometimes something such big something big happens to you and you're just it just follows you through history but rick ross i guess he kind of was able to shove this off yeah yeah definitely definitely um i could like it's funny enough like 
the 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 last two lines put Molly in her champagne. She ain't even. I, I could see Eminem or Slim Shady saying something like that. It is kind of crazy hearing that like Rose did it in the first place, but it is yeah. what it is. Rick Ross definitely you know rebrand. He he bounced back and he's good. Nobody even thinks about that line no more in association with him. It didn't yeah. like kill. But still, it's still it's still you know people still remember it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still gotta hurt Rick Ross. Like damn, I should have said that shit. Right, right, right. That's true. So song two. When I met you, yeah, we're on song two. This should be easy, also. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I met you, I admit my first thoughts was the trick. You look so good, uh? I suck on your daddy's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie Smalls, man. Yep, yep. Another, another. Uh, you know, a couple of lines that make you make you go, yo. This can't, this can't be, this can't be my favorite saying. This shit, like, a lot of people were shocked, man, when they found out. You know, I, I don't think back then it was a big deal, right? Like, but mm-hmm. recently or over the past couple of years, people are like, yo, I can't believe, you know, Biggie said that shit. Bro, Biggie low-key, yeah, said a lot of things that you would think only Eminem would get away with, especially back then. Especially back then. <laughs> like, Biggie got yeah. that off, man. He really got that off. Like, it's, but that's a crazy line. You look so good, I would suck your dad dad's dick. Like, that's... Yeah, this is a very sus, a very sus line. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but rest in peace, Biggie, man, the legend. I'm with it. Uh, yeah, it just goes back to, I don't know, because hip-hop has a lot of similar lines that, that come off as very gay, but, you know, hip-hop being such a uh, manly or just very bravado, mm-hmm. very, you know, just different type of, you got to put up a front. And, you know, there's, you know, uh, hip-hop has a very homophobic history too. So it's very it's very interesting seeing some of these lines that just, come off so yeah yeah so opposite yeah yeah from hip-hop's most legendary too um okay yeah. song yeah, three we, we're on song three and this this one might be interesting i don't know if you know this one yeah um by the way i don't know like to be fair though so because i know it says going by song by song like it's easier for me to tell you the artist that did it than the actual name of the song because i don't know the name of that biggie small song yeah, yeah, the artist is fine, but okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. The name of the song would be, you know, if you can't think of the artist, you might know the got name you. of the song. Got you, got you. All right, song three. It says, "Uh, quote, uh, you look, you look just like my rich auntie. She was the first person wearing blondie. I used to want to fuck my auntie." <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, who said this? Who said this? This is recent because I remember headline being about it. But yeah, is it? Is it? I could be wrong. And and bro, I don't want like if if by chance any artist that I guess that's wrong, uh uh like, I, I don't I'll want definitely to give it. you ch- I'll, I'll definitely give you, you know, hints too. Okay. Like if you get the first time wrong. Okay. Uh song three, is it a uh young thug? You got it, man. You got it. Okay, okay, okay. Damn. I never really I never I never I didn't knew I didn't know that he actually said this. I only found out through research, you know, once I came up with this game. Like, yeah, can you can you give us, like, some history if you know what happened with this? I just, I, well, I barely re- remember. Like, I, I thought I would have, I could have been wrong. I just remember a headline on uh, one of the hip-hop websites talking about the lyric. And that's all I know. So I literally just Googled the lyrics to see what song, okay, a song. Oh, so it's, it's a song by Nav and Young Thug features on it. Yeah, okay. yeah. See, I don't even remember the the original song. I just yeah. remember the head. It's interesting because uh, this song is very it's it's kind of hard to find, and I think 
I think Young Thug was like, yo, get this out of the net, you know? You got to keep it hush-hush. Damn. Yeah, so I... She was uh and we know young Doug, he'd probably be getting fucked up off the off the drugs and shit. And and we know that he's known to um he's known to do like things that are taboo, such yeah. as wear dresses, you know, come or he off might be tolling too, dude, with this line. You're like he's probably like, yo, I don't even care. I'll just say this. Yeah. Like, like I Yeah, man, this is this is the first time. Like I I, I know that a lot of kids have humped on their cousin before as kids, like growing up. But this is the first time I've heard of somebody saying that they used to want to have sex, like wanted to hump their aunt, like their auntie. <laughs> like that's wow. But hey, that's Young Thug. I, that doesn't surprise me. Hey man, Young Thug is an interesting fellow, man. So he can't. <laughs> he's yeah. definitely, you know, he definitely, definitely an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So song four goes um, hundred rounds. Call it drama, boy. Got a big ass tank. Call it Tonka. Tonka toy. No, you don't want no drama, boy. I'll eat a nigga ass like an almond joy. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you'll be surprised. Who this, this. You'll be surprised I, if you don't know who this is, though. Bro, I know Monty, I swear I've heard this line before. I, I've heard these four bars before, and I remember this was a while ago, though. Hold on. Call it Tonka toy. Call it drama, boy. No drama, boy. Um, enjoy. I remember that line and me and my friends talking about how crazy that sounds. Um, bro, call it drama boy. A big ass tank, call it Tonka toy. No, you don't want no drama boy. Damn, bro. Let me no, know no if you need some hints, man. Then <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess one, but hey, no. I don't want no artist taking this disrespectful if I get it wrong, bro. Uh, I, it was a while ago. Let, uh, first answer, Chief Keith. Nah, man, nah, not Chief, Damn. not Keith. Damn, you would know if uh, Keith said this shit because people would be like, <laughs> not, not him. Out of everybody, not Keith. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I, I don't. Give me a hint. Drop me a hint. Uh, part of a group. Hmm. Uh, the Mikos. Yep, yeah. <laughs> okay. But who, who though, particularly? Which one? Which one said it? Um, I know it wasn't Quavo. It's between Takeoff and uh, Offset. Damn. Uh, you want me to say? Uh, Takeoff. Was it Takeoff? It was Quavo, man. <laughs> it was Quavo. No. <laughs> it was the one person that you thought it wasn't, man. Damn, bro. I, damn. But, but, by the way, so, so yeah, I, I understand that being pause worthy, but you know what he meant, right? I'll eat a nigga ass like an almond joy. Like, he meant, like, I'll shoot, like, I don't know. It sounds it sounds crazy as fuck. But obviously, he's saying, like, I'll get on your ass. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. I'll yeah. eat a nigga ass but with his chopper he, or whatever. He should know, man. If the phrase is like that, <laughs> come on, man. Eat a nigga ass like an almond joy. And I guess That's he realized funny, it because this song is definitely not an official song because they, they scrapped this shit off the net. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not like an official song anymore. Eat a nigga ass like that. That's funny. Yeah, though, the name, of, I think it was, uh, the, the headlining artist was Quay and, you know, is the young okay. N word. I don't know. This song is Got very you. hard to find, man. Damn. So that makes two songs on this list that that's kind of hard to find. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, song five. Yeah, this one might be a little out the box, and this one might be kind of very hard to guess. Okay. Fuck it. I'm blasted. I'm reckless with no actual past. It's impressive. Rap is just one of my fetishes, like a dragon that's pregnant. Rap is one of my fetishes, like a dragon that's pregnant. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what that even means. So it's a fed like a fetish. Dragon, like a, dra- uh, a pregnant dragon is his fetish. So he thinks rap is one of his fetish. You know, something he loves. I'm saying, something a dra- he really dreams about, or you know, fantasizes about. But but he says so. Rap is just one of my fetishes, like a dragon that's pregnant. But usually, when people say like something, it's like a known thing. So is a pregnant dragon something that's known? Okay, I'm 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 getting off. Stuff. I don't even know. Uh, I never was... heard. I, I never heard pregnant dragons being one of the top fetishes. But you know. All right. Well, here's the artist I'm gonna say. I have no idea who said this, but if he's not on this song, I bet you he's on the list. Uh, Childish Gambino. Nah. Wrong. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of similar to this artist, similar to Childish Gambino. And uh, I'll give you a hint. Just like Childish Gambino, he's, uh, he's multi-talented. I, I wouldn't say multi-talented, but he has appeared in films. Or he, he's he in has films. acted in films. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> Lil Dicky? Nah, <laughs> nah. Man, I'm All right, I'll give you a better, better guess. He's a, <laughs> he's a son of uh, another famous celebrity. Son of another, son of another famous artist. <sighs> celebrity. He's acted in, acted in. Okay. Oh, son of a famous celebrity, not necessarily artist. Um. And he's acted in films, but he does music. Um, artist also. Celebrity artist. Son of a, you know. Okay. Fuck it, I'm Kind of easy. Reckless. Like if I mention son, son of a, you know, celebrity in the rap game. I'm trying to think of all the son of celebrities, though. Son of rappers. Um... I don't know if any any is coming to mind. Um, you might just have to dock a point on this one, Monty. Because like I think I think what will make this cool is if like it's like uh, since there's ten, I, I should have a score of some sort for whatever reason. I, I'm not winning nothing yeah. per se, but I might have to take an L on this one, Monty. I because I have she'll be easy. No man. idea. Son I guess of a celebrity. You know, hint hint. Uh, big uh, celebrity. Big big celebrity. Um. Uh, oh oh oh! Is it uh? Is it Jaden yep, Smith? Yeah, you got it finally. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Jaden Jaden <laughs> would definitely say some, you know, some especially some lines that make no sense, but it's very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's definitely Jaden. Okay, shout out Jaden Smith. He's a he's one of those prodigy prodigy kids. I can see why you said he's similar in a sense to Childish Gambino. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because so uh, you know, he, he actually started acting first, then got into the rap game. Because we know he was part of the Karate Kid reboot, and that was pretty. That's that's when I first heard of him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's one of the most lesser, okay. crazier lines. But 
Next one, I don't know. Next one might be not as crazy too, but in a way, it, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of similar to the Migos line, but I'll, I'll let you say it. Okay, so song six. Me and you getting busy, slinging, digging the dirt. Met you at a pool party. It was cool to kick it. See us tongue kissing. You was truly with it. Little ecstasy, Hennessy mixed with me. Picture me, pay for pussy when the dick's for free. Hey, now, where are my niggas at? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so much like Tyler the Creator, though, bro. I wouldn't say so anybody's guess, recently. Wait, wait. So, so I got my first. My first answer was wrong. But what did you just say? Uh, for this one, not anybody from you know this recent eras. Oh shit! And all, all I listened to was new era. So now you got me really. Hmm. Hey, now, where are my niggas at? That's how the, the, the lyric structure is so weird. Picture me pay for pussy when the last line free. is almost hey, now, where know, like a uh, like an ad lib. Huh. And it's a it's a rapper. Yeah, yeah. Big one, big one. Me and you getting busy slinging dick in the dirt. Oh. <laughs> uh, Met you at a pool party. It was cool to kick it. See us tongue kissing. You was truly with it. Little ecstasy, Hennessy mixed with me. Picture me pay for pussy when the dicks for free. <laughs> uh, you said it's not of this. Also, era, so another artist. Another artist who are who was I wouldn't say actor first, but obviously he's a rapper first. But he definitely acted. Okay. From the nineties. From the nineties, acted. Rapper, think big, He's, think um, big, top heavy. Big, top heavy, big, top heavy. Hey, bro. So, there's no repeat artists in this list, right? Um, no. Okay. Um, you said think, think big, top fat, fat Joe. Nah, big man, fat Joe. I want to say, think of top. Top ten, top five. Oh, I thought you said top heavy. I thought you said, I mean like he's nah, fat nah, top heavy. I mean you know top, like top of the top of their game, top of their list. Oh, top of the game. Uh, Tupac. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Okay. Damn. Yeah, this one surprised. This one wasn't really you know obviously. He didn't really mean what he meant, but you know, you could take it a different way. You're like, yo, what did he just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like reading it like that. But I just basically exposed myself, guys. You know, I don't really listen to, um, I'm not super familiar with Tupac's catalog. I know yeah. that's like blasphemous. But if I, I feel like if you ask the, uh, the actual Tupac fan, hold on, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I'm a bit, I'm a big Tupac fan. But if you knew like a Tupac, like stand or music connoisseur, they would probably get that. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. what song was it? You, was it a hit or was it on a, like a B side of his album? Uh, Thug's Nature. Thug's Nature. But it also has an alternate name, but <clears throat> you know, with uh, more of an uncensored name. But Thug's Nature was like the more radio friendly name. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. I uh, had to put seven. you know Biggie in there, but also I had to put Tupac in there too. You know, can't have just <laughs> one one of those goats. Right, right, right. So, song seven is I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse, and got blood on my dick because I fucked a corpse. Uh, 
Oh my god, that's, that's nasty, dog. Uh, I'll say who this is not. Who, who's this not from? Tyler the Creator. Um, you said this isn't Tyler the Creator. Yeah, because you know it's such a Tyler the Creator line, so oh, I just yeah, I just yeah. spoiled it for you. But it's not Tyler the Creator. Just you know. Now I got to think of people that do horrorcore or make like say stuff like this because there's only a certain few. Not really, that would... honestly. It's another artist that's. That's pretty big, or was big. Monty, very hardcore, but still very, you know, very. But but that's what I'm saying. I had to. I have to. There's only a small few artists that like would even say stuff like this, whether it's horrorcore or whether it's like most artists wouldn't go this. He just route. has more aggressive lyrics. I wouldn't say you know he's not from that. Doesn't make dark music. I would say just oh, okay. has a lot okay. of aggressive um, lyrics. So I'm guessing it's not Eminem? No. Okay. Uh let on my dick because I fucked that horse. <laughs> <laughs> like so this one so, had me. I was like, damn, I gotta put in there. Like hmm. I blood on my hands. And this is a big artist? Yeah, I would say so. And uh, I'll I'll give you another hint. Been been in prison many times and got out and back in prison and got out again. You know, just has a history. It's not DMX, is it? You got it, man. You got it. It's okay. DMX. <laughs> I wonder how, bro. I don't I don't listen to DMX. I didn't grow up outside of like active food, like so. I was just thinking really hard, like who was yeah. top tier? Who yeah. Was what gave it away though? What What made you say DMX? Um. Aggressive, successful, uh, and somebody like I said, there's only a few people I could even imagine would even say that. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, man, I, I'm good with the hints, man. I'm I, I'll definitely give you enough, but not too much. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Shout out to you with the hints or whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah, this line I was like, damn, bro, he. This is like probably one of the most aggressive lines from him. Yeah, it's intense. Obviously, I would li- listen to the song for context because certain things like this, you can interpret it differently because he could have meant somebody like, you know, a woman that's no longer in love with me yeah. as opposed to really literally fucking a corpse. You know, just somebody that could be dead to you, basically. Anyway, song eight, swagger tighter than a yeast affection, fly, go hard like geese, erection. Uh, these are one of those bars that I, I've never really been a fan of. <laughs> it sounds so... Uh, no disrespect to whoever said it. It's just swagger tighter than a yeast infection. Fly, go hard like geese, erection. Like, uh, I see what they were trying to do. I see what they were trying to do. Fly, go hard like geese, erection. Fly, go. Where's the go hard from, though? Like geese, erection. Oh, go hard, erection. So fly, go hard like yeast, erection. Like yeast, erection. Okay, I got you. Um, Swagger tighter than a yeast infection. Truth be told, I didn't even know yeast infection was tight. But um, hmm, who say this, man? Um, I wonder if this was in the 2010s or not 2010s, but the 2000s. Mm. Are you talking about the artist? Yeah, or when this was said? Yeah, I'd say yeah, 2000s. I knew it. This just seems like a such a 2000s bar. Bro, you're not you're not gonna tell me uh, Wayne said this. <laughs> it was Wayne. <laughs> it oh. definitely was. So I was like, I was just laughing because you said, "Man, I don't know, I don't know whoever said this." 
Because it's one of your <laughs> favorites, man. Hey, hey, let, let me explain myself a little bit. So I always said and maintained that Wayne can say certain things that other artists, like, I would hate to hear it from. Like, he, he's once said, shit on the track, shit on the train. Murder the beat, the beat was slain. Anybody else say that? It, it can sound repetitive. It can sound like, oh, wow, you're shitting on a track, shitting on a train, blah, 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 blah. But the way Wayne said it within his flow and context, it can it can work. Um, so all I'm saying is, like, there's certain lines you can take from Wayne that sound like shit when you read them out loud and it's on paper. So I'm sure with in the context of when this was said, it was probably dope. It's just, ah, okay. Shout out Wayne, though. No disrespect. <laughs> but, um, okay. Song nine. My name hold weight. I'm superior. Took her to Gucci. I'm serious. Gotta suck dick on your period. You can't say, no, I ain't here. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's very... Very rapey. Yeah. You got to suck dick on your period. You can't say, no, I ain't hearing it. Uh, Very recent, too. Recent? Yeah. My name, Ho Wade. I'm Superior. Took her to Gucci. I'm serious. Got to suck dick on your period. You can't say, no, I ain't hearing it. Um. More trap, is this trap artist, artist. I was about to say, is this artist from the South? Mm. From the south, I wouldn't yeah, say. Yeah, like so, Atlanta, Florida, nah, Texas, no. Okay, well, took her to Gucci. I'm serious. Got to suck dick on your fair. You can't say no. I ain't here right now. I know the same Eminem. Um, why do I? I, I don't want to say logic, but I'm gonna say logic. <laughs> no, that's not logic. Okay. Let's see. You want a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. Mm, Let me see what hint I could give you. This one's hard, huh? I I could I could give you the hint, but I feel like it might get give it away too easily, but. Let me see. Let me see. From the Chicago area. From Chicago area. Um, oh, wait, I'm superior. Took her to Gucci. I'm serious. Got to so So I know it's not chance. I know. Yeah, if you if you if it's not chance said this, you definitely hear it on the news because you know. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not Kanye. No. Okay. Um is this a drill artist? Little Dirk? You got it, man. Little Dirk. <laughs> okay. Damn. Okay. You definitely got a little okay. backlash yeah, from it, but not enough to, you know, say make headlines or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I like if I'm being charitable, I could understand where he's coming from. Like, uh but yeah, it's 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 one of those lines though. It's, it's one of those tight tight rope lines where I would be like, yeah, yeah you, you might want to think before but, you you know put this song out. Right, right, right. Okay, but I can understand why you said, man, this hint could give it away because I did kind of get it quick yeah, after. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I, you were gonna say cheap because right. you know because that's like that was I, I was gonna say that though. Man, I was gonna you say definitely that. good at good at this game too, man. You know, you know, you know how to say the right names from. When I, you know, get the hit. 
I, I would be terrible, man. That's um, why I was like, you know, it's better for you to guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, man, the last song though, but, I don't even know if you could say some of these, some of these lines, bro, because it's very like out loud. But that, you know, go ahead if it gets taken down. But <laughs> okay, song ten, pregnant pussy is the best you can get. Fucking a bitch while her baby. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. No. So I, I'm I'm gonna censor yeah, some of this, y'all. So it says, "A uh, pregnant, pregnant pussy is the best you can get." Effing a bitch while her baby blank blank. Pregnant pussy is the best you can get. Effing a bitch while her blank blank. Um, I guess you can call me a family man. Cause I care for bitches, babies, every chance that I can. I don't give them clothes or diapers and shit, but I like to feed their babies with my. <laughs> oh my god, this is horrible. this song is that's horrible, man. I, I can't believe this is song. Like the fact yeah, that that exists, just speechless, Martin. man. Speechless. The baby part, what? Like I understand being offensive and shock value and all that. I don't like that baby part, bro. Because like it's, they it's, should be, they should have like been blackballed after after the, after putting the song out. Uh now Monty, it's gonna look bad because if I start saying names, I, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin you know relations and shit. But not recent. Uh, okay, not recent. And is the artist not from this? No, era? I wouldn't say so. No. Is the artist? Uh, it's it's not Little B, no. is it? Serious, actual serious okay. artist, and and more than one, more than one in their group, I would say. Serious artist, not more from than this one era. From their group. trying to think of all the duos i know like serious duos that i would because there's some some groups i would not even name i would just rather take the l because certain there's certain groups that it's not even worth bringing up because i know they wouldn't yeah. say no shit like this i'm judging whoever said something like this bro this shit is crazy um i like how you saved it for the last because it is by far the worst one um okay part of the crew not from this era particularly are you talking two thousands or nineties? Um, probably, probably nineties. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Man, am I gonna have to? But actually, the song came out <clears throat> recent. But the group is actually, you know, one of those classic, almost classic groups. Yeah. Okay. Duo. Uh, Definitely a duo. Because this one might be hard to guess. Duo. I don't know. Do I even know? That's the thing, though. When it comes to 90s acts, I'm trying to figure out, do I even know that many duos or a duo from the 90s? I barely know duos now. I mean, there's Ray Schremer and all that, but they're, they're this era. Duos in the 90s. Um... Are they solo artists as well, or are they just? I wouldn't this? say they are that famous as solo artists, but I don't, I don't know honestly. But huh. Pat, actually, I'll say, right, I'll say, I'll take the L, bro, because I don't. Um. Okay. Probably not gonna give it. One of them passed away. 
one of them passed away. Whew. Yeah, man. You just don't have to give me the name. I, I got to take that on this one. I don't want to UGK guess. Underground it. Kings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pimp C and Bumby. What? Fucking a bitch while her baby sucking dick. While her baby sucking, if it's the baby I'm thinking about, bro, that's I can't I can't co-sign it, man. UGK, absolute legends. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Bun B is one of the greatest hip hop elder statesmen we have. I don't know what's up, what's up with this line, bro. Like if it's baby, like as in like maybe bisexual, she has like oh somebody she calls her baby. But the way I read it was like actual baby. I'm surprised if yeah, UGK came out in nineteen actually wild. came out in nineteen ninety two. But there was a recent version too, I think. I That's don't know, that version, I don't even know. But the album was uh, called Band, I guess. They're trying to, I don't even know. They're probably trying to be, you know, just create some shock value. Bro, that's, that's some shock value. They definitely did it, man. <laughs> like, <clears throat> yeah, man, just to even wild. think of this shit, bro. I'm like, damn. Especially when you get babies involved. Like, yo, this just some... Some pedo shit, like, <laughs> bro, this messed up. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, the last that's one. crazy. But yeah, yeah, man, you saved the you you saved the most vulgar. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know for, if you could say this, uh, say this one because this song has been pretty much banned yeah. in a lot of places. I bet. I bet. Um. Man, but overall, that that was a great ass. That was a dope ass game, Monty. Especially to come up with it. Like, uh, I ne- I've never been into the like. Oh, let me create an original game. But this shit was fun. Yeah, for we definitely it being our try first to do a lot stuff. more in the future. Hopefully. Um, yeah, maybe even when we start bringing guests on, we can have like a little segment where they guess. Yeah, that'd be that'd be super fun. Yeah, definitely um, want to break the ice or yeah. even try to bring the seriousness down. You know, end it on a good note. If it's like something. I, I don't imagine your friend uh, Dennis playing any of this <laughs> populated. So. Oh no, no, yeah, we we have to tailor we have to tailor the game segments to like their personality and their like field mm. of expertise or whatever. Because Dennis don't really listen to hip hop. Yeah, I wasn't even so thinking that way. Then now you give um, me the idea, just branch it out more, or even quiz people on on things that they yeah, might yeah. might know yeah, or be expert at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Political stuff with Dennis, um, but yeah, man, I I really like the idea. This was a yeah. dope ass experiment to have uh, for the for our episode coming back. I think that was nice and fun, um, yeah. and I hope I hope everybody enjoyed it. But man. which one shocked you the most? Say, right. um, the one, yeah, the last one. By which one shocked you in a way far. that once the you found out, like, I can't believe this person said this. You know. Hmm. <laughs> it might be UGK, bro. I'm like, it might be. I, I'm trying to think of the other ones because I knew about if if I didn't know song three, then I probably would have said song three. Like I, I used to want to fuck my auntie. Is like wow, but I already knew the name of that one. So, um, yeah, man. I, I don't think anything. There's nothing on this list that has anything on song ten in terms of shock value, in terms of surprise. And I'm still hoping that that baby isn't the baby I thought of when I was reading it, bro. That that was uncomfortable. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know. The most so, yeah. uncomfortable it, of the list. The most what the fuck most uncomfortable. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Because the got blood on my dick because I fucked a corpse on song seven. Like, I didn't know who said that or whatever. I, I guess DMX, but that's still something that's in the realm of possibility in my mind. But even on song 10, that's not even something I would think Slim Shady would even say. Like, out of all the things I heard Slim Shady rap about, never really involved babies performing, you know, you know, I don't even like talking about it. That's just nasty. Yeah, just but, uh, even thinking about it, bro. Yeah, bro. I can't. Oh, it's just I like, oh, that's, that's too, too much. Song after you come up with a song like this, come on, man. Even even right. even if they're le- legendary. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's above total critique or anything like that. But um, with that being said, Monty, is there anything else? I think we 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 might end it on that note on a shocky <laughs> one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing can top that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, Monty, what episode is this? I think we're almost reaching episode 20, but, you know. Okay. I think episode 18 <laughs> is what we're on right now. Man. Yeah. I hope but this got- was a, you know, nice return to form. Hopefully, you know, we'll try to maintain, you know, our old schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to make Friday the new day. So, um, yeah, we're going to try to uh, return return to form. I'm still excited to announce the guest we're going to bring on. I know we've been saying that for a while, but. We're definitely going to do it. I'm excited for it. Um, me and Monty are just deciding, like, discussing the scheduling and all that. But be on the lookout for that. Um, and, yeah, man, take care until episode 19. Hope you guys enjoy. One love. One love.